So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? This is Aaron uh, from the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast, and welcome back to the show. Today, my guest is Brandon Smith, and Brandon is a physical therapist who helps uh, mentor other physical therapists so they can create six-figure incomes in home health. He's helping people through his uh, Discord community um, invest in uh, stocks, crypto, and really just level up their mindset so that they can go from being a poor, broke physical therapist to someone feeling successful and happy with their career choice. Um, Brandon, welcome to the show. Hopefully, I summed up what you do for people uh, in a way that reflects what you do. So, Yeah, that's actually a better intro than I would have given myself, so thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Brandon, uh, let's go back. If someone hasn't listened, uh, I don't even know what episode it is. You guys forgive my lack of OCD for not knowing, but you just go search Brandon. It's been about two years, right? Um, can you tell us a little bit? You got out of PT school. I think you got stuck in some crap job and we're like, what's going on? And then you figured out how to actually get a job where you were paid what you're worth. I mean, it's, yeah, can you yeah, summarize I, like what, <clears throat> what happened and, uh, and why, and why, what'd you figure out? So I got out of PT school in May, 2018, but I was able to take boards early. So I was able to get my license pretty quickly. And because of that, I was able to get a job quickly. However, the first job I had, and I believe we talked about this in the last podcast, um, a year or so more ago, where basically I didn't know what I was signing. Uh, PT school doesn't teach you, you know, how to read contracts, how to really understand things or what you're actually getting into. And sometimes there's lots of, unfortunately, it's kind of gone away now, but unfortunately there are still lots of predatory employers in PT and they prey on new grads or just therapists that don't know any better. Um, I ended up in a pretty bad situation where, you know, I had a doctorate in physical therapy, but like I really wasn't making any money. And then I realized when I looked into it more, how much the company was kind of being more of a middleman in home health, especially mm -hmm. figure out how to actually cut them out and realize that most people NPT were in the same situation, created a course on how to do that. And now I think I've successfully put a few of those businesses out of business, uh, but it's helped PTs along the way. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. So just for reference, like you're, you were making over a hundred thousand dollars, like as almost in, like a year out of school, something like about that. three what? months after graduation. So three months oh. after graduation. So my first three months were pretty terrible. I was at a point where I was literally like stealing cookies from nursing homes. <laughs> but but after that, I figured it out. And yeah. and then I made 100,000. And what's weird, though, is once you make it a PT, it's kind of hard to go up and you kind of max out if that, mm -hmm. as an employee, at least. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Was there like one negotiation strategy or one like piece of information that you knew? Oh, well, if if they're charging X for me, I can ask for this and I'll get it. Like, what was that little secret? It wasn't until later on and it's changed. So when I first started it, you have to realize that some older systems. So not straight Medicare, but in home health, what I was doing, mm -hmm. everyone's on Medicare. They're either on the Medicare Advantage plan or a regular Medicare plan. Regular Medicare pays a new way through PDGM. I'm not going to explain that because it's kind of complicated, but the older systems in the old way when I made my course, which has adapted as well, are on the 
PPS systems or prospective payer systems, mm -hmm. which means that each visit, regardless of whether it's an evaluation or regular visit, the agency is getting $160 per visit from the insurance. So once you understand the insurance reimbursement and you see them offering PTs, DPTs, $50 a visit, it's like, why are you giving me $50 when you're getting 160, right? So yeah. it's changed about PDGM, but if you understand PDGM, which I go over in my course, it's still about for eight visits from regular Medicare, about $1,600 every 30 days, regardless of visit types. Mm -hmm. So once you understand that, you have more negotiating power. However, if you don't understand it at all, then you're probably not gonna really get what you want. So. Right, so you really gotta know it's, it's like the thing that annoys me the most about healthcare providers, you know, whether it's for me, I'm asking, well, how much is this going to cost? Or do you know what your, you know, the, the company you work for charges your patients? They're like, I have no idea. I just work here. Right. If you don't have any idea, you just work there. You're just going to get a just work there salary. Yeah, right? that's really it. And honestly, um, off topic, but I do think the future of PT is cash pay because you can control your own value. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's absolutely on topic. We just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, but you've also helped, um, what dozens, if not hundreds of other people like earn six figures in home health or, you know, or just least, I mean, I've seen some of your case studies of people going, uh, and making a lot like in it's possible yeah, so, for not just for you and me to do, but for other people. Right. So with, my, with what I did, I worked pretty hard for in home health for three years, built my online stuff as well. Then working with you, obviously, I kind of semi-retired early this year, which is yeah. like, you know, I graduated three years ago and now I'm just kind of hanging out, but I'm not the only person that did that. And there's lots of people in home health who are willing to work hard, who take the principles I teach and they've come out. I've had four people now make $200,000. Wow. Um, even actually OTs take my course, even though it's for PT and they make $200,000. So Doing that though, what I tell a lot of people doing, what I added to my course is, it's probably the next segue for this podcast as well, but what I added to my course, there's a module in my course now that says, hey guys, this is how you're gonna make money, but please, you know, if you're consistent after three years, you probably don't wanna be staying in this job being an employee. You either wanna go cash pay, business of some sort, just because I don't want people to think that they're trapped and at that glass ceiling, because it's actually very easy to reach a glass ceiling as an employee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know that I've worked with I've worked with at least half a dozen people I know of who um, had a job in home health making $120,000 a year and it was comfortable, right? But they hit the, and they hit this ceiling, it was comfortable, but it, it kept them from even going and starting their own cash practice, which is what they um, really intended. Um, so can you talk a little bit, like what's the ceiling? Like what's the max a employee can make and how do we make, like how do we go out and make more than that or actually make what we're worth to the to the people that you know i mean compared to the value we add to people's lives i mean what are what's the ceiling where is it how do we know when we're there and what's the next thing that you found to do so so for me personally my ceiling i actually hit last summer but i was working seven days a week as a prn home health pt yeah there was one i think july i worked every single day and the company i worked for was actually very very good to me they gave me an extra 150 dollars per weekend and they're giving incentives to go to other counties so I think I made $18,000 in July last, last July, which is like insane as an yeah. employee PT, but I was burnt out. I didn't know what day it was. I had no idea what was going on. And that's like, I've seen other people do that. There's a, somebody I helped in Florida who made 22,000 in a month. But if you're going to do that, you're going to burn yourself out. And I don't recommend doing that. I mean, do it if you need cash quickly, or you're trying to start a practice or something along those lines. But I personally value time more. And I think that 
you know, once you get to a point where you can pay your bills, have money for savings, if you want to go, you know, start a cash pay practice, work in the gym or whatever you want to do, you should be doing that once you're comfortable. But I don't think that anybody should, you know, get comfortable even in art and making that much money because what's happening at that point is if you're not investing it and it's just sitting in your bank account, it's really not doing anything for you. Right. Right. You know, the first thing that I think of is like, Brandon, Aaron, out the gate, start talking about making a lot of money. And I bet that's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, right? You're probably listening going, oh my God, I got to turn this off. They're talking about money. Like I didn't get in healthcare to make money. What Brandon, how, where did you like get comfortable talking about money? I mean, was this something that your conversation, your parents had with you or you had to figure out or something? No, else? I figured that by myself. So like, I think that people should, especially if you have kids, you should teach them about money. But you have to realize though, the goal is not to get money. The goal is to get money so you can basically buy your time back, right? Mm -hmm. So the more money you have, the less obligations you usually have. You know, some people, I see this all the time on Facebook groups. They're like, oh, I'm going to get a second job. And I'm like, that is not how you're going to get more money. You're just trading more time. You need to create some sort of passive income, investment, whatever. But when it comes to your question of talking about money, Again, you have to realize the value there is to help myself get my time back, other people get their time back. And when I became really comfortable with it was when I was helping other people make more money than I did. So, you know, I've got my first $100,000 job. One of my students as a new grad got 109,000, next one 140. So it's like, that's why I started talking about it because people need to know about it. And if you don't know about it, you're not exposed to it, then you may not know it's possible. Yeah. And somebody the other day on my YouTube was like, right on brand, always talking about money. And I was like, I'm literally teaching you how to make money in this video but okay. Like, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think like, you, I think the tough thing is, and the tough things for a lot of people is that, you know, we got into, we got into PT not to become business owners, but to help people. But we quickly realized, or maybe some people don't, is that just straight up helping people doesn't help ourselves sometimes. You know, what do you think about yeah, that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also you can help people and make money. And I think that schools too, especially what I've seen, because I deal with a lot of new grads and even pre-PTs. And what I've seen is that schools kind of set you up for, I'm sure you saw this. I know we talked about this last time because you were, mm -hmm. you know, doing massage therapy first. Why are you going to take $30 an hour? Right? right. So, so when you see what's actually possible and what people charge and how insurance is kind of involved in running healthcare, I really don't understand what's going on with schools right now. I'm trying to lecture more at schools myself because you are paying, especially now, I think what it's people are paying $200,000 for a yeah, doctor of physical therapy. To 200 something. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Starting pay 65,000 or whatever. Like, yes, you can make more, but at the same time. So even when you're making hundred thousand dollars a year, you have to realize your tax, you're only taking home 70,000. If you're making 60,000, you're taking home 40 to $50,000. I don't know what the tax bracket is, but because of that, people don't realize those things. And people think that, Unfortunately, I've seen this a lot. People are like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. And they think they're going to equate that with physician pay, respect, title, autonomy. I have friends that are resident physicians. You know, they make less than PTs and they have the same problems. And they're all actually planning on finishing residency and starting businesses themselves. So healthcare mm -hmm. as a whole, I think, is just being destroyed by the insurance industry. And yeah. that's why you kind of need to create your own. I think it happens last time you need to create your own system, because if not, you're going to get trapped in somebody else's system that you don't want to be in. Right. Right. Absolutely. So let's, let's, which topic should we go on investing or student loans first? You choose. <laughs> we can do student loans first. Yeah. Okay. So great. Okay. So we just got to talk about these things. So people get out of school and they got a lot of student loans. Like, uh, for clarity, I took the 
minimum i took the maximum federal subsidized loan i could which was 18,000 and 18,500 per year when i was in school um so i got out of school with about 60,000 in debt minus some, plus some credit card debt and all, even though i worked in school um the, now people have like twice that they want to you and i see this all the time I want to, I'm aggressively paying down my loans or I'm going to follow Dave Ramsey and do everything he says and eat ramen noodles. I mean, what, like to me, I, I'm sure you feel this too. It's like, well, like what the, what the hell are you doing? Like, that's not the best way to pay down your debt, but maybe it is for some people. What are you so, seeing and what do you, what do you think? Yeah. So, so, so it depends. Like, so if they're federal loans, I personally don't see any reason I'm not, to pay it off aggressively. I'm not saying not to pay it. People are like, you're saying not to pay my credit score is going to go down. No, I'm not saying not to pay your loan, but there's really no reason to pay it off aggressively. Cause if you read that contract, it says that if you die, they go away. So there's a death discharge. So to me personally, you could pay it off aggressively or say you're married or have kids. Guess what? If something happens to you, that debt goes away and that asset can be passed off to a family member or whoever you want. So I really don't understand the rush to pay those down. Now, if they're private, well, you kind of just need to pay those back. Yeah. Um, but if it's federal, I, I really, you know, believe that there's really no rush, especially when you can pay the minimum and invest. And you've seen it. I've seen it. I see people brag, brag about paying down $275,000 in two years. And it's like, that is insanity because if you would have invested the 200, $275,000 in two years, if you would have invested the 275K over that time, you'd probably have a million or more, even 500,000 or more you can pay your taxes, pay your loan, and still have money left in the bank, which right. I just don't know the mindset behind it. Yeah. I Do you think it's like a, I have debt, debt is debt is obviously bad. I mean, is all debt bad? I don't think that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you want to I think that you have to, to know, you, you have to know, the, you have to know, you have to know how to leverage it. Yeah. So, so what's the, like, example. what's the secret? Like, okay. So if not all debt's bad, right? If not all debt's bad, like if I buy a BMW, or a Porsche on a, on debt, you know, I drive it off the lot and it loses some value. Maybe, maybe a, maybe a Lexus. I don't know. Lexus isn't a good example. They used to much more expensive. Um, but like I buy a car or, or a t used to be a TV versus I have, I've got 200,000 in education debt. How do I know, how can I sit comfortably with the education debt and understand that my money should be used somewhere else? I think it depends on your mindset. So as you stated, obviously the car is bad. You're not going to really be able to, you know, leverage your debt on the car unless you also have the education. With the education debt, you can leverage yourself as an expert. Right now, I believe since actually the other day, I found out that I know we're still fighting this doctor title war, but I found out the first DPT was issued in 1996 <laughs> the, the other day. So, you know, it's been a while since DPTs have been around. And, uh, you know, DPTs, you can say, you know, Dr. So-and-so is the expert in this place. You can leverage online courses. You can leverage your skills. You can leverage getting patients out of surgery. You can leverage your credentials in a lot of ways that will take care of actually all of that debt. But most people just think that they're trained to, or they've been taught their whole life, get a good, edu get a good education, get a good job. That's what they're taught their whole life. And then that job should support you in your lifestyle. But we've seen with COVID, with PDGM, with PDPM, with the Part B Medicare cuts in therapy, there, I don't really think there is a, such thing as a good job outside of maybe a cash pay practice or business ownership. Yeah. Yeah. And then business ownership, it's not, it shouldn't be a job anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So 
let, let me just think about this in a way that I want, I want everyone to understand. Okay. So you get out of school and maybe you've got 80,000 in federal loans and you've got 50,000 or hundred thousand in private loans. Okay. All right. But Brandon, I gotta, I gotta pay these back. Right. Would you say it's better to figure out what's the minimum I need to pay and then spend the extra money, you know, investing in stock market or buying, you know, building a business or side hustle or where, like, what's the path? Like, maybe what did you do? And then what have you seen? What do you recommend right now? Or what do you see right now as a good path? So the majority of what I've done for myself came from my home health course and building it. Honestly, I started making YouTube videos three years ago. And now and now everyone's going to YouTube now, but people don't realize like people are like, oh, you're so lucky. It's like, no, I've literally been building stuff out for three years. Um, <laughs> people don't realize you have to put in that work and do that. So that's we have to just figure out like what you want to build the direction you want to go if you want to make passive income courses go that way if you want to invest go that way it's what's comfortable for you maybe you could try a mixture of all three and find which one flows naturally for you that's kind of what i did people don't realize that the reason why i've been actually getting good at options trading and things like that is when i was doing the home health between patients i'd be bored and i would just mess around on my phone and trade mm -hmm. stocks and that's i like that's honestly how I got decent at it to an extent was that just in my free time between patients, I would do that where I know that a lot of people may be working in an outpatient setting where they're getting yelled at for not having their shirt tucked in. So they're not able to do that. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's very different. I think yeah. you, you guys probably had what an hour between patients or something like that. And a little travel yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, like I tell people all the time, I made a lot of money in home health and most days I work 10 to two. And it's like, people don't realize that like, I was still doing things like working out daily or messing around on my phone or sometimes only seeing two or three patients. Um, it's just a whole different lifestyle that most people don't understand. Most people are afraid of it or don't believe it. Right. Okay. So if, if I'm getting this correctly, there's one, it's like, okay, we've been shown one way, but really there's another game to be played. Right. And yeah. we just don't know yeah. the rules of the game. So if you are thinking about investing your money as a, you know, like as a new grad or as a, someone who's been out for 10 years or, 12 like me, how would you start thinking about it? What would you start looking to say, Hey, here's some extra income instead of paying off my loan or, or doing something else, where would you look to kind of go back and invest in yourself and your time and put your money somewhere for it to grow? Well, it's kind of late in the cycle, but if, you know, if I would have invested in crypto when I graduated, I wouldn't say do that now. It's kind of late in the cycle. Wait till the crash a bit. So, you know, get ready for a crypto crash next year. If you're going to be looking to get some long-term gains four years from now. Outside of that, I would say just start looking into the stock market, playing around with it. Stock market's also going to crash. I know this might, be, this might seem like doomsday, but I'm trying to protect everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, look, look at the stock market and then look at passive income ideas. There's things you can do. You can, I've seen that most people will like go and do different strategies via Facebook ads, via marketing, or just teach something that other people don't know. Uh, the majority of my stuff has been teaching things people just don't know that I believe people need to know. Um, so that's why I think like if you if you feel that you have expertise in some way, even if it's PT and you want to present it to patients, you just kind of have to market yourself and almost become or just grow your brand and not be afraid to grow your brand. I think a lot of people are afraid of stepping outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that? I think they're afraid of being judged, just like we're talking about money today, right? A lot of people are like, I could never talk about that. So, yeah. Do people judge you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a mix. I have like a love hate base. It's either people really, really like my content or it's like 
F you, what you do is illegal. So like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the one thing I know, um, from my experience, uh, is, is that as soon as people start telling you your stuff, your shit stinks, um, it actually means theirs does, uh, you're doing something right. It's like, as soon as the haters come out, it means you're doing something and people are just saying like, out loud that that they wouldn't do it themselves but they put it on you and it's about them and i i think it's just a good signal that you're doing something right but i mean is there like i don't know like is there something that like someone said at some point that you were surprised about so um yeah uh, a lot of people made a lot of money so i've been talking about uh shiba inu coin in my discord since like january yeah. And I personally turned $500 into like $35,000 with a stupid coin. And, and somebody was like, don't listen to him. That's illegal. And then like the day after he posted that, it actually like ran again. And a lot of my discord members made a lot of money. And so, but like, what's weird though, is he's not into discord. I've never had a problem with him before in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't understand when it's like, Hey, like you're welcome to ask me a question instead of going and trying to like tag me in things and trying to make me look bad when I have no idea what you're even mad at me about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> so for someone listening who's like doesn't know what Shiba Inu is or, you know, crypto, can you give like a, a one minute, you know, like what is crypto in, in currency? Like what can you tell so, us? Everyone's heard about it, I hope, but like what is it really? It's basically digital currency. It's, not considered a security, though it may be in the future. Right now, I believe it's probably one of your best bets against inflation this past year. As many of you know, I think we printed 26% of the US dollar, which is why we're dealing with inflation right now. So crypto is the next reserve asset, especially with Bitcoin being the gold standard for crypto and other projects. It's kind of the future of also Web 3.0 and the next version of the internet. So it's going to go up and down. It is volatile. Some projects that are here now may not be here in a few years, but it's something to get started. If you're looking to get started with it, I would say like, just go on YouTube and start Googling tutorials. That's the best free advice in my opinion. Um, but I think that everyone should hold some, if not now. And when it dips in the future, just yeah. because as I said, we're seeing crazy inflation right now. And that's actually could be a reserve currency or a safety asset in the future. Yeah. If there was one place, whether the market's up or down, you know, you know, whether it's, whether it's going up and you're making more money or it's on sale and it's time to buy more, which is another way to say that. Is there uh, is there like one cryptocurrency that if someone had an extra hundred bucks and they're like, let me just see what happens with this, you know, that you, they should look at or do some research on? Um, I would say right now, the one that hasn't really ran yet would be HBAR, uh, Hedera mm-hmm. Hashgraph. They've actually partnered with the US Air Force and a few other military contractors. So people don't realize it. It's like 34 or 40 cents. And that's something that hasn't ran that will run in the future. So if you're looking, you know, hundred dollars is going to get you at least a hundred <clears throat> currency of yeah. HBAR. So, yeah. or a hundred coins of HBAR. So yeah, that's something to consider. Yeah. Very cool. And I know like neither of us are financial advisors, but you know, like if yeah, there's a disclaimer, advice. not financial advice, but <laughs> what I want everyone to understand is that one, it's still early. Like I know this cause I've been in your discord. It's the best $10 a month I've ever spent. <laughs> People have made a lot of money in my Discord. So. I mean, it's it's nuts. I think it's like, I was like, well, I'll just try this out. You know, like Brandon sent me a, you know, you sent me a couple, uh, answered a couple questions of mine back in the spring and and you saw your Discord and I was like, all right, I'm going to hop in this thing. And I've, I've thousand X'd it. I mean, I've made way more than $10 in that. Yeah, what's funny in the dollars. Discord, 
what I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a few days they're like, oh, I only made a 25% gain today since yesterday. This is nonsense. It's like yeah. people are complaining about 20% gains. I know. I know. And it's tough. Like my bank, I've got money sitting in the in the in the bank in a cash savings account because, you know, last year during COVID, it was like, hold on to some cash and it's not making it. It's actually losing money because insur- uh, inflation is higher than the percent. My point, oh, one percent. Um, but, uh, I think what was my point was that, was that, um, if you're not in it, it's brand new, it's still early, but I just think that everyone listening needs to have an eye on it, whether you decide to do, you know, invest in crypto or not, you really need to. Cause after the last few months, Brandon, um, of being in there and investing in some things, um, I've talked to a bunch of other people who I know outside the PT industry is like, oh yeah, I've been investing in Bitcoin for years. I'm like, or Ethereum or whatnot. And, uh, I think it's, it's pretty exciting and, and kind of actually, um, actually really cool. I mean, yeah. And one thing I kind of went aggressive this year and investing in lots of forms. Um, I've done a decent amount of gains this year. I actually could pay off my student loans if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. However, I have a tax bill to pay. And then also I don't want to just throw a bunch of money away. So yeah. that's another thing people don't realize too, is sometimes you actually can make a lot of money really fast, even more than your loans, even if they are a hundred thousand or more. And if you throw that away, you may not, you may actually not have money for your tax bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To circle back to before. Yeah, no, absolutely. But then it's also, and I think I've seen you do this a couple of times where it's like, I've got extra money. What do I do with it? Right. Do I pay off something or do I put it somewhere else where maybe it can grow again? Like, Tell me, like, yeah. how do you decide, like, what to do? And, you know, can you share, like, a couple times where you've, like, been like, oh, okay, I could pay it off the debt, but what I'd rather do is make a different bet on myself. Okay, so, um, for example, I got your coaching in June, right? Yeah. I made $40,000 within seven days <laughs> of hiring you, so I could have paid it off, but I was like, I could also invest it and quadruple this money. Um, so... <laughs> And um, so like what I did and what I usually do is I usually check with uh, Kendall, my fiance, um, just because I don't know, I feel like having her on the same page as me is pretty decent with a few things. So sometimes I'll be like, hey, do you think I should, you know, do this or invest? And she nine out of 10 times, she's like, invest it. So like, um, yeah. you know, we, we make enough to like live comfortably and we actually live really cheaply where we are now, but it's... Um, like, I think that support has helped me a lot where otherwise I'd kind of be freaking out about the debt and things like that. But I think that's so hard for a lot of people is they, they don't have somebody who's supporting them or knows the decisions they're making financially. But also mm-hmm. things I invest in are calculated risk. I'm not going out there. And I did this earlier in the year before my Discord where I would just buy, and I see people doing my Discord all the time where like they're buying random things for no reason. And they're like, I lost money. I'm like, I didn't post that. Um, so <laughs> like... Um, so you have to realize that people like you have to do your own research, take calculated risk. Most of the things that I do are calculated risk where like, I know the crypto market's going to run. Right. So I think I put 10,000 or something into something back in June and now it's like 40,000 plus I've done this multiple other times. So it's like now, like, as I stated, if you just invest instead via calculated risk, you can have the money pay off what you need to pay off and have money left over. Right. And I just don't know why. I just don't know why people don't think like that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I hopefully, uh, I think they don't think like that. I really, because they've either heard it only one way and they've never seen the other option. And hopefully, by listening to us talk about this, that they kind of get this like idea that there are other things to do with money. I think, um, 
you know, I, I talk about this. I think I've had this conversation with Greg Todd a lot. That it, business is a different game, but we're in, and I know this, and that in PT school, we're taught one game, how to be a competent physical therapist and not harm our patients, but we're not, you know, educated on how do we make money, take care of money, uh, earn more money and give and make enough so we can give a shitload away. I mean, I don't think that we're doing that. Well, I don't think so. I think PT professors are paid well, but I don't think they know how to make money in the new market. So I think yeah. they probably knew how to make money in the nineties, the, the early two thousands maybe, but in this current market with the internet and everything going on, I just don't think yeah. they know how, so it's going to be hard for them to teach it. Yeah. Yeah. If there was one other, well, we might have a few more, but if there's one other, uh, kind of idea or, um, concept around, uh, making money, saving it or investing it, um, do you like if I don't have the question to ask? Do you have like an I like something we haven't chatted about in regards to? So I would say before before you start investing, and not to say that I agree with Dave Ramsey because I don't, but you should have some sort of an emergency fund for you know three months of expenses before you really mm -hmm. get into investing, just for safety purposes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think like even for me, like I've maxed out my IRA, I've got my savings account where I need it to be, and uh, I'm like, okay, I've got extra income, I'm gonna go and let's try something new and put it into some crypto and, you know, pretty much following the advice of people I trust, like it's doing just fine, you know, and I don't even know what it's grown, but I know it's grown significantly, but I'm in it for a long-term hold because a significant return on for me is, um, there's not like a, I need to take it out tomorrow when I made an extra thousand dollars. Um, but some people that is a significant return. Um, but I just think that, I don't know, I think that it is, uh, something that we need to do that's a calculated risk. So if there's a way that, how do you calculate? Let me ask you this. How do you calculate your risk or your decisions? So it depends. Um, I mean, like I said, like my risk has gotten a lot higher since I've mm -hmm. earned a lot of capital this year. Um, you know, I think by June, this is probably surprising a lot of people. People don't know this. Um, by June, I think after working with you and, and stocks and investing, I think I crossed Three hundred thousand dollars, just nice. like in this year in income, and um, that's why I'm concerned about taxes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so with that, I I've saved some for taxes. I invested some, but the rest, what I'm doing is my risk tolerance is higher now. So like you know, I'm playing around a bit more with more money because I have it now. But honestly, I started with under a thousand dollars when I started this game. I've just yeah. been making calculated risk, but as my risk, as I've gotten better with it and made more money. I've become more accustomed to risk where like before I might throw a hundred dollars into a trade. Um, yesterday I threw $10,000 into a trade today. It's $15,000 because I'm like, okay, like, you know, I have more capital to play with, but I'm not doing any risky trades now where that could possibly go to zero. Um, and again, you know, I got here though, basically from being like a broke PT that didn't know anything and then just, you know, started learning. So I think that anybody can do it, especially if I could do it. Like, I look back and it's like, you know, anybody could have done the same trades I did. Anybody could have built a home health course. They just didn't. Right. So, yeah. If there was, dude, dope. that's such a, <laughs> uh, that's dope. Like you're crushing yeah. it. Like that's so awesome. I'm like yeah, you made 300,000 by the beginning, of, like middle of the year. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, dude. Congratulations. Um, yeah. You know, there's not many P PTs out there. They're like, oh, I, I did this and people are in. Well, now I need to make more money because yeah, right? now I need to make more, more money because of the tax code. And I'm yeah. like, oh, taxes is going to take up my money. I got to make yeah. more now. I know. So like, you know, yeah. So you just got to make a, you just got to bump up to the bottom of the next tax bracket. <laughs> you know, my accountant always says, you know, Aaron, there's, do you want the good news or the bad news? 
the good news is uh, you made more money. The bad news is you owe a little bit more taxes, you know, but I'm like, well, I made you know, what I make more generally, most of the time, what you make more outweighs the outweighs the, the not penalty, but the tax you owe. Um, yeah. And then as, as we own a business, there's certain ways, things we can do to um, mitigate our tax liability as a business owner, because we own a business just for that fact. Um, Brandon, let me thinking back, let me ask you this. So you talked about how, like, uh, when we started working together, you made 40 K in one week, which is dope. Like yeah. what, what were you doing before and, and what did we do? Um, can you just talk about a little bit like, what did we do, uh, to get you that result? What so what we did is we increased the price of my course, which needed to be increased. My course, you know, is 10 CEUs and there's yeah. kind of a cheap offer for 10 CEUs. And I had a growing email list. Um, I believe you talk about group leads for Facebook groups. I had a Facebook group. I think my Facebook group now is like 2.5 people. I had YouTube around 2K. I think it's about to be 3K. But so I had a YouTube channel and an active Facebook group and an active email list. And there's people that were interested. They just were like on the fence thinking the price was going to be the same forever. Uh, so we raised the price to $1,000. And um, because of that, we're like, hey, you got five days left. First day. I think we did like $5,000 in sales. Second day, um, I think it was like 15,000. Third day, 30,000. And in the last few days, including after the sales, people messaged me after saying like, oh, hey, I was sleeping. Can you send me? So like I helped them out because just, just because, because, because of that. Yeah. But over seven days, I think I did like $40,000, $42,000 in sales by basically just increasing the price significantly. But people did actually rush to get that offer when they realized I didn't reveal how high the price was going to be though. Mm-hmm. As he told me not to, uh, until I think he told me not to at all, but I did it the last day on an Instagram story. And when I told them on the last day, people were like, Oh my God, I'm buying this right now. And then it just, it shot up. But again, you know, they were already interested in the course. They didn't realize how high it was going to go. And, you know, they are all getting 10 CEUs in any mm-hmm. state that accepts Florida CEU credits. So that's really not a bad offer. Yeah. Yeah. And for the results and, in- like outcome you give people for it, it's a steal. Yeah. I mean, if you do the, if you do the work. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, as you know, buy courses and never actually use them, but people that do use them have good results. Yeah. What, um, I think what's my next question, Aaron, I want to know, Brandon, like, what do you do? Like you're also in law school, like, (laughs) <laughs> what the hell? You know, how do you do that? So, and, so you know, well, do this Discord thing and invest in all this. Like, how do you? Well, well I've stuff? been self-employed since working with you, so that's yeah. that helps. Yeah. Um, so, with law school, it's a part-time flex program, and my first year was actually pretty hard because I was working in home health um, the whole time first year. This past year, I actually took summer classes, so I have a lighter caseload. And honestly, it kind of sucks, but I'm just trying to basically grow my consulting business, um, which I can do without it. But it actually has something with contract law. I may do some things on contracts in the future for new grads or just people in general. It's actually taught me a lot of things that I'm like, wow, PT school should have taught me this. Or, hey, any healthcare provider should know that, how contracts work and how yeah. things are illegal by employers and things along those lines. So, like, I went into law school under the impression that I was seeing a lot of people get screwed over. Same thing with my course, et cetera, and I wanted to help people. Um, but now it's more let's grow my consulting business in a way that can help even more people. Um, I don't, as of this podcast, this could change. I don't actually intend to actively practice. Um, but I do want the credential to grow my consulting business. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause there's, um, things out there that you learn like people, like employee, like it's employment law, contract law, like people are physical therapists are getting uh, taken advantage of cause we don't know 
the law? I mean, what are some well, of the things yeah, you've well, seen happen? Yeah, so like people, well, A, the majority of people, I know you know this as an employer, the majority of people don't read their contracts. Yeah. So, and, and failure to read is not an excuse. That's, that's the people are like, oh, I didn't read it. It's like, well, that's not an excuse. You know, you should actually read your contracts and understand what you're agreeing to. Um, again, you know, if their employer is not reasonable, they should run their way. A big thing I've seen in PT, I don't know if this is in PT specifically, I'm just not sure, is lots of predatory employers will be like, you have to sign this now. But actually, if you don't have 72 hours or give ad adequate consideration to somebody to review a contract, that's actually illegal. And that contract could be um, rendered void because of that. So just things along those lines that it's like, wow, like, I don't know why we're not taught this. We're taught, you know, I know I was taught, which sounds crazy, is I was taught, you take that new grad rate of $65,000 for three, four years, and you work your way up the corporate ladder. And it's like, that was my, that was my business class in PT school. Wow. <laughs> That's nuts. That's nuts. I think, I mean, I think like we can get into trouble, like, you know, like one, I mean, I know I've had a couple contracts I've signed this year and I have my lawyer go through them and I actually have a couple of people look at him and say like, where's the benefit for Aaron out of this? That's how I look at a contract. It's like, okay, where's the benefit for Aaron and where are the traps? I don't want to sit and read this stuff. So I want to have someone who's used to reading it and knows what it means. Um, like if someone's getting into a contract with, you know, an insurance company, uh, another PT clinic or home health company, what are the one or two things they need to look at or look out for? I personally would never contract with an insurance company. Um, yeah. You know, in home health, you contract with the patient who has the insurance, so it's a bit different. But I would personally, and sometimes you can contract within the insurance company, and it's a bit different in home health, but in today, like Part B or just regular PT, I would personally never contract with an insurance company because what you're signing, it's probably not reasonable, but you're probably never going to sue that insurance company and win. They'd probably just settle with you or something like that, but they're going to determine your rates. And I don't know why you would ever sign a contract with anybody that's going to predetermine what they're going to pay you. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, you tell me what, like, why is this important to you? I mean, like law school is like improving your consulting business. There's like 10 other things I could have done besides go to law school. So like, this is clearly like our profession isn't a joke to you. And it's, it's something that means a lot to you. Like what, why go through all this to help other people? Well, there's also things that I can do later on. Um, realistically, like if I wanted to be a healthcare attorney, I could be a healthcare attorney and make a decent amount of money. And, you know, I don't know if in 30 years, if I'm going to be able to use my hands as a PT. So there's also mm -hmm. that too. I kind of did it as a backup option as well, where, you know, I know I could probably practice law at 65. I'm not sure if I can manipulate spines. You know, so yeah. Like, well, I mean, if you do, if you, if you exercise, and stuff, yeah. but no, but I get it. Like, what is it about our profession that has you like excited or what is it about your, what you're doing, your job, not your job, but your business right now that has you excited and getting up every day and putting in all this hard work? So I like that every day I can wake up, I can help somebody do something, whether that's, you know, I, they post in the discord, they're having a problem with their employer. They're trying to make money with stocks. They have a question about crypto. Sometimes they're just a student that wants to grow an online business. It's just something that I can personally help them usually within a few minutes. And then honestly, I've really no other time commitments outside commitments I make to myself. Um, I still work out every day, still do things like that. Um, so like, I just still, I just like the sense of freedom, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people experience the freedom that probably I can have right now. And it's honestly like what makes you productive and why I want to keep doing what I'm doing and helping people because 
this sense of freedom is going to make me never, you know, as you say, un- or make me unemployable. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. There's like something to me, I'm sure you get this. There's something about like ha- helping someone and then having this aha moment or getting a result better than I've ever gotten before. That just like makes me go, wow, this is awesome. You know? Yeah. Like, that was like when people came to me with home health and like, Oh, I'll make it 200 K. I was like, what? <laughs> so like, yeah. right. You know, I think like, and you said this before, like, you've just been going out for the last three years just sharing what you know on YouTube and putting out information. You now have a podcast. Like, why why not just keep this to yourself? I feel there's really no reason to make it if I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel people need to know this stuff. I feel like lots of people just don't know. And it's even older PTs, too, that don't know this stuff. So yeah. there's people, there's lots. And also, unfortunately... There's lots of Facebook groups out there that just give bad advice. And so I feel like I'm not saying that, you know, my advice is end all be all or or anyone else's is, but as somebody who's now studied like the legal side of things, a lot of stuff that I've seen in free like PT groups is probably not the best way to do things. Usually you're going to pay for quality, right? Right. Right. But it's also, um, you know, like you're going to the, you're going to the, like this big water cooler and everyone's got an opinion, but you might only hear a few of them and it may agree with your, it may agree with you or may, maybe your preconceived, uh, perceptions or not, but it may not be like what you should do. Um, but it's hard to help people who don't want to be helped. Um, oh, exactly. And I said this, I believe on my own podcast or maybe it's in the discord, but like when I went to PT school, I thought I was going to be an outpatient ortho PT. You know, I did clinicals with NFL athletes, CrossFit games, athletes, I still actually coach CrossFit for fun just because I like to, um, but like, if you would have told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, like I would have thought you were crazy. Like, so, like. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I do want to ask you though, like, let's just say, um, I mean, cause I think a lot of people come to me and you might see that you may or may not see this, but like, Aaron, I want to create an online business. I want to like make $10,000 a month. Um, but before we can make like, 5k a month or even 3k or 10k like there's a lot of work that has to go into like building up an audience and things can you just talk about like like besides making youtube videos like what else did you do to kind of start building up an audience and getting traction so that you could get your business to where it is today so youtube is where it started but then youtube led to the idea of the course then the course happened then the facebook group happened then the email list happened and that honestly took place over, you know, as I said, a few years before it really got to the place where it is now. I think a lot of people fall into this trap where if something doesn't work immediately, yeah. humans just want immediate results. And they're like, oh, hey, I only got 12 subscribers on my first YouTube video ever in a month. I'm quitting. It's like, you don't realize how long I had 12 subscribers. Like people don't, people want instant, instant satisfaction, instant gratification. And you just have to keep putting out content, putting, like anything that you put time and effort into, if you are putting in consistent time and effort and making not even good content, but just quality content that's consistent, mm-hmm. you'll grow your audience. And I think a lot of people just, as I say before, are afraid to do that, or they get to a place where they just give up or somebody tells them, or it can be too, that they're just around people that aren't supporting their goals. Right, right. If you were going to start all over today, like what would be the, like, 
wipe everything clean. I I'll take your email list from you. Uh, you have to go build a brand new one. Um, but like, what would you do? Like, where would you start right now? If there was one thing that you needed to do, would it be like social media, YouTube, something else to start building so up a business? I would probably restart again on YouTube just because YouTube is owned by Google. So if you're searching for anything, YouTube is going to be the first video results that come up. So because of that, I would start on YouTube again, but email list wise, like I waited way too long to use group leads and, and a few other things behind the scenes. I just think that starting off again, I'd have to, I would do it similarly, but do it faster and more efficiently. Yeah. What's group leads? You've mentioned that a couple of times. So group leads, it's uh, for Facebook groups. What it does is it collects emails. And then what I have, I have a filter that if you don't answer the questions, you get a message from me that says, Hey, you can't read, please. It doesn't say that, but it says, Hey, <laughs> it says, please answer these questions and you can join the group. And what it does is it collects your email for me automatically and says it's an email list. And, you know, as you know, growing your email list is huge. People don't realize how big email marketing is. And, um, you know, I would say grow an email list, but I personally can't grow an email list without a video with a visual audience first. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, video I, is powerful and informative and valuable. Well, I just don't think people are giving their emails away like they used to, if that yeah. makes sense with privacy and things along those lines. So. I think, you know, a few years ago, probably, um, I've tried to buy the email list from the APTA, but they did not sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried to buy their, their list either. What's <laughs> weird though. What's weird though, is that, did you know that you can, for you, I think you give them $8,000 and you can get the physical address of every APTA member. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, but you know, that's, I mean, I'm sure that's a, that's an income generating, uh, activity. Um, and you yeah. sign off on it. I, I'm sure it's in the contract when you join the APTA. Um, yeah. where do you think our profession talking about APTA, whether we want to talk about them or not, but like, where do you think our profession is going? Where's PT heading? Like, what's your view? I mean, you're a, you're a millennial and I'm a Gen Xer, so I have a different take on this. I think I'm an you, older millennial, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that if we don't address the issues that we talked about on this podcast, yeah. you know, making money, I think it's going to be bad, but if we can address things or get people to address or just push a cash pay narrative and, you know, determining your own value kind of way, mm -hmm. I think that would be much better. I just think that right now there's lots of confusion in PT and that's because you have, well, you have acute care PTs, sniff PTs, home health PTs. So it's hard to bring everybody together under one body where like for chiropractors, for an example, uh, they're all DCs. They basically all do the same thing. So it's much easier for them to organize and lobby or with PT. It's a mess. I believe that you shouldn't rely on anybody though for uh, handouts or anything like that. So I don't think that, you know, professional bodies are going to protect anybody in any way. So I believe that if people are listening to this, you know, they want to start a business, go cash pay or do certain things like I have, then they should probably do that because if they don't, they're just going to be kind of almost in a situation like everyone else where they just want, I guess, the APTA or a union or someone to protect them. But you have to realize that right now, like in insurance-based healthcare, there's a reason why every type of provider is leaving, not just PTs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nuts. I mean, the writing's been on the wall. Um, I'm just waiting for it to crash. And it's just like this slowly, slow leak, you know, that's just like the car keeps rolling. And then, you know, it's, but it's going to happen at some point. I think that uh, we just need to be prepared. I, I think one of the most valuable things that um, I've gotten from you, Brandon, is um, just like your and I see your ability to just to speak, kind of speak your mind, you know, and tell people how you see it. Um, does that come from somewhere? 
or is that just something that uh is comes natural to you so sometimes i do things because i think they're funny and like i know i come off as an asshole sometimes and it's because i think it's funny like i made a video the other day where like I was clearly messing around. People were like, you're being so mean. <laughs> it's like, I thought that was funny. So like, I, I think that some things though, like at this point, it's like, you can either take it or leave. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm not trying to like make any friends. Like, honestly, I'm friendly to everybody unless you give me a reason not to be your friend. Yeah. So that's why, like I said with the stuff before, like I'm surprised by things, but I've never really been somebody that tries to like, I know some of my posts are like, okay, look, I made like a thousand dollars today doing this, whatever, but it's not like an impression thing. It's like, Hey, I'm showing you this because I want to teach you how to do it as well. Right. It's never flashy or anything like that, but I know it can be perceived that way. And, um, I actually, I will say though, since starting law school, I have kept my mouth shut a bit more, especially on sensitive topics. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, but that's just because I'm not trying to incriminate myself. On anything. Right. right. And I, I think like, you know, I think for me, and I will say for me, it's like, I want to be liked like that's my fatal flaw and i did this a long time it's like i know it's like but at the same time it's not my job to be liked it's my job to tell you the truth and help you you know and it's, it's that's that's something that i struggle with and i think that uh sometimes it you know when i faltered it, it comes out and i'm like you know i've had people go why did you say that i'm like you're missing the context there's a lot of context to be missed in a lot of our social posts and and writings i mean wouldn't you wouldn't you agree with that yeah. Yeah. I think what happened too is actually one of my uh, PT school professors though, he told me, he said the best, well, he gave me two pieces of advice. He goes, what you want to do is like, he said, first, you want to try to make as much money as you can, because um, I guess he was like a poor PT student in his first year. So he's didn't want to almost fall in that situation. But then he also, the second piece of advice, he's like, you have to realize that you're not going to be able to help everyone and you're not going to be liked by everyone. Yeah. And um, I think that like that applies to anything though, right? You're not gonna be able to help anyone. Some people don't want to be helped especially in PT and a few other things. Like I've had patients where um, I showed up to their house, home health, whatever. They're on five liters of oxygen, smoking a cigarette. I'm like, Hey, you're like going to die. You probably shouldn't do that. I don't care. Like, so like, um, so you can't help everyone. And then also at the same time, like if someone like likes me or hates me and I haven't done anything to them, that's mm -hmm. completely on them now. So like, that's like, if I've done something like bad though, like obviously I don't think I've done anything bad, but if I did, I would apologize and feel bad about it, but I don't think I've done anything where malicious. I've purposely gone out. Of, right. Yeah. Nothing malicious. Yeah. You know, I think that's what stop. And, and the reason I want to talk about that is because that's, I, that's what I see is stops people. But I don't know if you've seen some of the people in our mastermind where I put them on a 30 day video challenge, like Robert and who else, uh, and, uh, who else did it? Was it Gene or, um, and uh god someone else and i was like but they just they didn't want to be on social media but then all of a sudden after 30 days of doing it like they're like oh i'm so much more comfortable because i actually got out of their comfort zone and did something new um where <laughs> what do we as a pts need to do new so that we can like elevate our status and uh into where we where what we feel like we deserve not what we deserve what we feel like like what is it that we need as a profession i think that lots of pts in general and i actually talked to Greg Todd about this as well a few years ago. Yeah. He actually took me out to breakfast a few years ago. And uh, I would say that it's still true is that most PTs lack confidence. Yeah. So if you just become more confident in your abilities as the expert, whatever you're doing, whether it's the doctor of physical therapy, whether it's online courses, whether it's, you know, helping people with back pain, working with lifters, whatever you're doing, if you just can be confident in that and not try to, I think that it's people try too hard because they're not confident. It makes everyone else look bad. But also at the same time, you have to realize that, and this is actually uh, something the CEO of Celsius Crypto Exchange said, he goes, 
this is actually why I like him as a CEO. He goes, I'm not here to, you know, sing kumbaya and hold hands with everybody. Like, so <laughs> I think people need to realize that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So if there was anything else, like, is there something that I didn't ask you about that you think would be important or helpful for other people listening? I think we covered a lot of the topics. Yeah. So I think there's going to be lots of questions on this one. So. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have questions, um, a great place to ask it would be to go to YouTube and put it in the comments below. If you're like, if you're listening, most people are going to listen on iTunes, so um, you can always go and like, uh, I don't know, go to YouTube or go shout us out on uh, Instagram with a story. Put in a question. I'm sure both of us will either retweet your takeaway or answer your question there, um, or go in, go ask uh, Brandon. Where do they find you on Instagram if someone wants to get in touch with you? It's an Instagram, Doctor Smith DPT. It's dr. Smith underscore DPT. Okay, and then how about on YouTube if someone wants to go check? YouTube, out your just videos? search uh, our Brandon Smith Home Health. It should come up. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, one other question, tactical question. You just got. I know you just put out a couple of videos that got thousands of views in like the same day. Um, what was your strategy like? How'd you get your videos to like uh, hit? Like, what was the number one thing that you did? Honestly, I went to trends.google and searched for a few things, and then I realized nobody made videos on those things, and it's really yeah. not my niche anyway. But because yeah. I'm a monetized partner, I figured why not try it. So. That's just something to consider is always go on trends.google. Um, I also use TubeBuddy as well, which is a search tool or a video tool for YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but if you're trying to make videos or content, the best thing you can do is go to trends.google. I've helped some of my own uh, private clients with this where they don't know how to make a video. They're like I want to make a video on shoulder pain and we go to trends.google and we realize that shoulder pain is not trending in their region. So we have to go through like shoulder pain when you're sleeping at night and then it gets a much higher yeah. return on the, on the views. That, that's awesome. I love it, dude. That's so great. Yeah, um, YouTube is so powerful. It's it's um, it's amazing. If you're not on YouTube, go get on YouTube. Brandon, uh, thank you so much for being here today and, and sharing some insights. Um, I just want to say, uh, like, what you're doing. I I think what you're doing is amazing, and I want you to keep doing it. And I really want to give you a shout out for your Discord because um, it's like internet forums used to be before LinkedIn groups and Facebook groups killed them. Um, but it's more techy and it's on app on your phone. So like I was, I don't know, I'm 47. So 15, 20 years ago, internet forums were really cool for scooters and straight razor shaving and all those things. So I dig it. Um, if someone wants to find out more information about the discord or how you, um, get, get uh, access to it, where would they go for that? So the main site is patreon.com forward slash Dr. Smith DBT. But if you just go to my YouTube, there's a video called how the Patreon works. If you just click on that, it will break down everything and explain the whole entire thing. Awesome, dude. That's so great. Um, if, if there's one thing that I want you guys to do, if you're listening, if you made it this far, um, would be to just like go out and take a, take a chance, invest in yourself. Um, and, but let us know about it, uh, because going out and doing it or well you let me or brandon know about it but teach someone else what you know that would be it and you don't have to tell me about that but just go uh go out there take action and do it and uh, we'll see you on the next show thanks so much hey what's up it's aaron real quick if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you want to learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint. 
because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com. And we get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.